Welcome to episode one of the Nightly BS Podcast. We're your hosts, Ethan and Zion. On this episode, we will be going over week eight of the NFL. First, we'll start off with the scores. Second, we're going to do weekly stat leaders and standings. And then after that, we're going to go over some fantasy point leaders for the week. And then our week nine predictions and an overview. And then finally, our playoff predictions. So, I mean, first, let's get right into it. So, with the scores from week eight... First game, we've got the Ravens and Bucks. Thursday night football, Ravens yes. at Bucks. Yeah, Ravens at Bucks, Thursday. Uh, Ravens ended up pulling out that one, 27-22. And then some stats of this game. Uh, Lamar Jackson had 238 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, he attempted 38 passes, and 27 of those were completed. Um their rushing leader was Gus Edwards with 65 yards and 11 carries. Um, the leading passing receiver for the Ravens, fuck, yeah, the Ravens, yeah, the Ravens. Um, was Isaiah Likely with 77 yards and six receptions. He averaged 12.8 uh, yards, and then he had one touchdown. And then for the second game for today. Sunday morning in London, we had the Broncos and the uh, Jaguars. And the Jaguars. The Broncos ended up pulling this one out 21-7, to improving their record to 3-5. and 21-17. Or 21-17. Broncos moved their record to 3-5, and while the Jaguars dropped down to 2-6. and um, Russell Wilson led the way, 252 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Latavius Murray led in rushing, 46 yards on 14 carries and a touchdown. Melvin Gordon had 29 yards on nine carries and a touchdown. Their leading receiver was Greg Dulkich. He had 87 yards on four receptions. Jerry Judy had 63 yards on six receptions and a touchdown. And then that brings us to the third game. This brings us to the noon slate. It was the Dolphins and Lions. Uh, Dolphins won this one 31-27, improved their record of 5-3. And, and the Lions lost. Their record is now 1-6. Um, Tua was 29 for 36 on completions, 382 yards, 3 touchdowns. Um, their rushing leader for... The Dolphins was Raheem Mostert with 64 yards and 14 carries, averaging 4.6 yards per carry. And um, Tua was behind him with 19 yards and 5 carries, averaging 3.8 yards per carry. And then receiving, their leader was Tyreek Hill with 188 yards and 12 receptions. Um, behind him was Jalen Waddle with 106 yards for 8 receptions. And then for the Lions, Jared Goff... Uh, ended the game with 27 for 37 on 321 yards and one touchdown. Um, Jamal, Jamal Williams was the rushing leader uh, for the Lions. It was 53 yards on 10 carries, two touchdowns. Uh, receiving was TJ Hawkinson for 80 yards, three receptions, averaging 26.7 yards per, per reception. All right, the next game of the day was the Panthers at the Falcons. This one ended in an overtime thriller. Falcons ended up pulling out 
Um, passing leader for the Panthers was Phillip Walker. He had 317 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Dante Foreman led in rushing, 118 yards on 26 carries, three touchdowns. DJ Moore ended with 152 yards on six receptions and a touchdown. For the Falcons, Marcus Mariota led the way with 253 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions. Caleb Huntley had 91 yards on 16 carries to lead them in rushing. Kyle Pitts had 80 yards on five receptions and a touchdown. Demir Bird had 67 yards on three receptions and a touchdown. And Tyler Algier had 46 yards on three receptions and a touchdown. So pretty balanced offense for the Falcons today. Top three receivers. Um, that brings us to the Arizona Cardinals and Minnesota Vikings game. Minnesota pulled this one out with, with a score of 34-26. to 26. Um, The Cardinals' passing leader was obviously Kyler Murray. He went 31 for 44 on completions and 326 yards. Three touchdowns, but he also threw two interceptions. Um, Rushing was also Kyler Murray with 36 yards and six carries. And then behind him was Eno Benjamin for 22 yards and nine carries. Uh, Receiving was DeAndre Hopkins, 159 yards on 12 receptions. I'm so glad to see him back. Me too. It's been it's nice seeing him back. Um, he also had a touchdown. Uh, Rondell Moore, 92 yards on seven receptions, also had a touchdown. And then Zach Ertz, 34 yards for four receptions, and he also had a touchdown. So, I mean, balance right there. Mm-hmm. And then for the Vikings, had Kirk Cousins throwing 24 for 36, uh, 230 yards and two touchdowns. Um, Dalvin Cook had 111 yards. On 20 carries and a touchdown. Alexander Madison had 40 yards on 5 carries and a touchdown. And then Kirk Cousins had 22 yards on 4 carries and a touchdown. Which, I mean... Some bad. balanced rushing. Yeah, it ain't bad rushing. You have quarterback getting in there. I like to see that from different quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, receiving was Justin Jefferson for 98 yards and 6 receptions. Um, then it was Adam... Thielen with 67 yards on six receptions, and Dalvin Cook with 30 yards and five receptions. K.J. Osborne also had a touchdown along with uh, Johnny Mundet. He also had a touchdown for passing, or receiving, sorry. The next game of the day was the Bears at Cowboys, and I am happy to say that the Cowboys pulled this one out. Let's go, Cowboys. Go check the YouTube channel. Uh, We've done a live stream of this game. It's the same thing as our podcast. It's the nightly BS, um, and that will be uploaded. Um, well, when this is yeah, when this will be uploaded. All right. So for the Bears, Justin Fields led the way, 151 yards, two touchdowns, nothing special. Khalil Herbert had 99 yards on 16 carries and a touchdown. Justin Fields also ran in a touchdown. He had 60 yards on eight carries. Darnell Mooney led the way in receiving yards, 70 yards on five receptions. Nikhil Harry had a touchdown, 24 yards and two receptions. For the Cowboys, Dak Prescott was looking good in his second game back. It's nice to see him back too. It is. He had game changer. 250 yards, two touchdowns to one interception. He probably could have prevented that interception, but it is what it is. Tony Pollard had himself a day going for 131 yards on 14 carries and three touchdowns. 
C.D. Lamb led the way in receiving 77 yards on five receptions and a touchdown. Jake Ferguson also had a receiving touchdown. Then that brings us to the Raiders and Saints. This Saints was a shutout. Yeah, Saints blew the Raiders out with a score of 24 to zero, improving the Saints' record to three and five. Raiders' record down goes to two and five. Um, for the Raiders, we had Derek Carr. Uh, he was 15 for 26 on 101 yards and one interception. And then I guess they put in their backup, uh, Jarrett Stidham. He threw 8 for 13 on 72 yards. Derek Carr may have gotten hurt. That's what I'm thinking. I did not see that. I haven't either. Um, Josh Jacobs led the way for rushing with 43 yards on 10 carries, which that's not like Josh Jacobs, if you no. ask me. No. Um, and then they had three other... Um, Rushing players, Derek Carter rushed for negative one yards. Devontae Adams rushed for negative one yards. And um, Mathis Farley re- uh, rushed for negative three yards. So they didn't have a very good rushing game at all. And then uh, receiving, their leader was Matt Collins for 64 yards on seven receptions. Um, Foster Morrow, I think that's how you say his last name, um, 31 yards on six receptions. And Keelan Cole had 30 yards on two receptions. And Devontae Adams, one reception for three yards. Yeah, he got held to under 50 yards for, what, the fourth time in his career. Holy Um, crap. Derek Carr did not get injured. He was just playing so bad they put in their backup. He's not fitting well in their head coach's scheme. I fully expect the Raiders to either trade... Derek Carr at the end of the year or in the offseason or end up cutting him. Yeah. Um, for the Saints, we have Andy Dalton throwing 22 for 30 um, on 229 yards on two touchdowns. He as had well. a good game. Taysom Hill got some action. He threw one pass today for two yards. <laughs> Solid. Um, Alvin Kamara, 18 carries for 62 yards and one touchdown. But that's not it. On receiving Alvin Kamara, also nine receptions for 96 yards on two touchdowns. That man had... Alvin Kamara had himself a day. Yes. Um, Taysom Hill, or the Taysom Hill, ran for 10 carries, 61 yards. Um, I guess that's where he got most of his play from. <laughs> yes, they, they tend to line Taysom Hill up at either tight end or running back yeah. quite a bit, or fullback quite a bit. Um... Chris Olaf got 52 yards on five receptions. And so that game was an absolute shutout. Yeah, the Raiders have not looked good. They're dropping down to two and five. Even yeah. after the Devontae trade, it doesn't look like they're going to make the playoffs this year. No. They're going to have to switch it up a little bit. I I'm, I'm fully expect them to either get rid of Derek Carr or get another head coach. They just haven't found the right one yet. But this brings us to the... Steelers at Philadelphia game. The Eagles ended up pulling this game out 35-13, to improving their record to 7-0, and the only undefeated team in the NFL. No surprise, though. No, it's not. They are playing very good football. The Pittsburgh Steelers dropped down to 2-6. and They're a very young team. They have a very bright future. Mm-hmm. If you're a Steelers fan, do not be upset. No, keep that head up yeah, and they, stay strong. It's going to be going to be rough. Kenny Pickett is looking like their future. Najee Harris, Chase Claypool. Y'all have it's, a young team. Yeah, Deontay Johnson. 
Young yeah. team with talent. It just get, give it a couple years, and Steelers are going to be a solid good. team to look out for in the future. For the Steelers, Kenny Pickett led the way in passing yards, 191 yards and one interception. He did not throw for a touchdown today, but that's okay. He was going against a strong Philadelphia defense. Um, rushing, Jalen Warren led the, led the way with 50 yards, six carries. Um, Najee Harris has looked like a shell of himself this year. He only had 32 yards on eight carries. He's had a slow slow first half of the season. I fully expect him to pick it up in the second half. I'd like to see him pick it up a little bit in the second half of the season. Me too. Pat Freermuth led the way in receiving yards with 57 yards on four receptions. The only receiver to have a touchdown today was Derek Watt, and he caught that from Chase Claypool, who was able to throw the ball today for one yard. (laughs) For the Eagles... Jalen Hurts led the way, 285 yards and four touchdowns. Gardner Minshew got some garbage time, 23 yards. Miles Sanders led the way in rushing, 78 yards on nine carries and a touchdown. A.J. Brown, the man that has changed Philadelphia's offensive game. He has had the best first half of a season I've seen a receiver have on a new team. Oh, yeah. um, That's... A really bright player for the yes. Eagles. They need to utilize him like they Keep need to. Keep him at all costs. Yes. He had 156 yards on six receptions and three touchdowns. He averaged 26 yards a reception. Devontae Smith has had some up and down games. He's still very good receiver. Any other team, he's probably wide receiver one. But since A.J. Brown's in, he kind of slips down to the wide receiver two. Today he only had 23 yards on five receptions. He's kind of their bailout. And I also think if, if for some odd reason, A.J. Brown was to like play bad or even get hurt, I think the Eagles still have that team that yeah. could pick up Devontae his Smith slack. is there to pick yes. it up. For sure. So is Dallas Goddard, their tight end. He is a, he's a monster when he gets the ball. But then that brings us over to the Patriots and Jets game. Um, Patriots ended up pulling us out 22 to 17, improving their record to four and four, and the Jets uh, are now five and three. Um, for the Patriots, Mac Jones threw for 24, uh, 24 for 35, on 194 yards passing, one touchdown and one interception. I I fully expect Mac Jones will not stay the starting QB going into next season. I think Bailey Zappi ends up taking that job over. He'll have a year of experience under him. And he, in the games he's played, he has looked like the better quarterback between those two. And that's what me and you were talking about earlier. Yeah. That comes from... He came from a small D1 school, Western Kentucky University, compared to Mac Jones coming from Alabama. Yeah. Everyone looks at the colleges and the rankings. Mm-hmm. No one sees that what he done over at WKU compared to what Mac Jones done at Alabama. Yeah, he's got it. Like, Bailey Zappi set the college football touchdown yeah. single-season record for a reason. He is a very good quarterback, and I believe he will translate it to the NFL. Oh, yeah, and I think he just needs to give his – I think he needs at least three games to show out. He He's played a few. He started when Mac Jones was injured. Yeah. I think – if he steps up as the starter next season, whatever they decide to do with those two, 
I think with some more experience, he he will be a very good quarterback in the NFL. I would even like to see him start some this season some more. Mm, me too. To get him rookie season. To be prepared. Yes. I think he needs that extra time to yeah, build. And he can take that second-year leap that oh, most yeah. and quarterbacks then, like, do. So, I mean, he's starting now. That gives him all off season to get oh. prepared for what he just went through in his rookie season. And then that gives him all off season to practice and change what needs to be changed. Season two comes around and start a quarterback right there. Mm-hmm. Easily. But that comes to um, the rushing leader for... Uh, the Patriots was Ramondre Stevenson. Yeah, um, seventy war- seventy-one yards on sixteen carries, um, and receiving was also Ramondre Stevenson. Yes, on seventy-two yards on seven receptions. Uh, the only person to get a passing touchdown was Jacoby Myers. Um, he had one touchdown, sixty yards on nine receptions. And then that comes to the Jets. Zach Wilson threw for 20 completions on 41 attempts, 355 yards, and two touchdowns. Also had three interceptions. That's probably played a key role right there. He has had his ups and downs. Uh, Rushing leader was Michael Carter for 26 yards on seven carries. It sucks. Brees Hall was injured. Brees Hall is not injured. They probably win this game. He is a complete game changer at running back. Uh, Towards ACL, didn't he? He did. He is out for the season. Yeah. Um, receiving was Garrett Wilson with 115 yards on six receptions, and second behind him was Tyler Conklin, 79 yards on six receptions and two touchdowns. And we'll talk about him later coming up in the fantasy um, leaders and stuff. I don't know if he's leading anything, but he's been very consistent. Yes, it's off and on with him. But this brings us to the Titans at Texans. This game I did not expect to be as close as it was. The Titans ended up pulling it out 17-10, to improving their record to 5-2, and and the Texans dropped down to 1-5-1. and Ryan Tannehill was injured. He was out for this game, so Malik Willis got to start. But Malik Willis only ended up throwing 10 passes for 55 yards and an interception. He has had... I think he will end up being the starting QB in Tennessee after the Ryan Tannehill era. He's just not very experienced. Well, but he had Derrick Henry to carry his load for 219 yards on 32 carries and two Monster. touchdowns. Monster. Uh, after Derrick Henry, their second string running back, Dontrell Hilliard, still had 83 yards on eight carries. Um, the wide receiving core from Tennessee had a very, very rough day. Slim. Yeah, their top receiver was Robert Woods, 26 yards on two receptions. They had a total of six passes caught. Malik Willis went six for ten. That is not a lot of passes. (laughs) For the Texans, Davis Mills went for 152 yards, a touchdown, and one interception. Damian Pierce had 35 yards on 15 carries. Brandon Cooks had 73 yards on four receptions to lead him in receiving. Damian Pierce had 16 yards on three receptions for a touchdown. And then that will bring us over to the New York Giants and Seattle Seahawks game. Uh, the Seahawks pulled this one out 27 to 13, improving their record to 5 and 3, and the Giants are now 6 and 2. Um, for the Giants, Daniel Jones threw for 
uh, 17 for 31 on 176 yards. Saquon Barkley was the rushing leader for 53 yards on 20 carries and one touchdown. Um, you know what we're seeing a lot of this week? Running backs. A lot of running backs getting their chances. Mm-hmm. They all had heavy workloads. Yes. Um, for receiving, it was Darius Slayton carrying the load, 66 yards on five receptions. Behind him was Tanner Hudson, 58 yards on three receptions. I think if the Giants had a wide receiver one, because they don't really have one at the moment, their offense would open up a lot more. I feel without a wide receiver one, a consistent target that they can target a good 10, 15 times a game, they, their offense will always be mediocre, and it'll be their defense that carries them into yeah. the wins. And But the Seahawks have been a surprise this season. Oh, yeah. To everyone, it's not not usual that you see the Seahawks doing what they've been doing this year. Post-Russell Wilson, especially. Yes. Um, but that comes with uh, behind Geno Smith, 212 yards on two touchdowns. He threw uh, 23 completed passes on 34 attempts. Uh, Kenneth Walker III was the rushing leader for 51 yards on 18 carries. Um, Geno Smith also carried the ball five times for 26 yards. On receiving, it was Tyler Lockett, uh, 63 yards on five receptions and one touchdown. DK Metcalf also had uh, 55 yards on six receptions and one touchdown. But um, for the Giants, I'd like to see Wanda Robinson get some more touches. You know, I am a Kentucky fan, so... Him being a former Kentucky football player, I'd like to see him get involved more. Yeah, it would. This brings us to the Commanders at the Indianapolis Colts. The Commanders pulled this one out 17-16, improving their record to 4-4. Four four. They're at 500, which is a little bit of a surprise. Yes, a big surprise. Did not expect them to be 500. The Colts are a little disappointing this year, sitting at 3-4-1. and one. I'm hoping um, Jonathan Taylor can get some momentum going second me too and i i hope matt ryan comes back and plays good i know he didn't play tonight um but for the commanders taylor heineke with carson Wentz out threw for 279 yards a touchdown and an interception people forget taylor heineke started for the commanders all last season he has some experience under his belt he he can throw the ball he can pick up the slack when he he needs to uh, leading them in rushing was also Taylor Heineke, 29 yards on six carries and a touchdown. Right behind him was Curtis Samuel, 29 yards on four carries. Um, Antonio Gibson, I don't know kind of what happened. He kind of fell off this week. He only had 19 yards on seven carries. But I know that the Colts, they had, they do have a strong linebacking core. They have a strong uh, front four. They're, yeah. They can stop the run. Um. The biggest surprise, honestly, was Terry McLaurin. He got a rush and negative seven yards. <laughs> but on the opposite end, he can catch the ball. He had 113 yards on six receptions. And Antonio Gibson had 58 yards on seven receptions and a touchdown. So even though they couldn't get the running game going with their running backs, they, they were able to catch the ball, which is a good thing. For the Colts, Sam Ellinger. I think I believe this is his second game starting Maybe. this season. Um, he ended up throwing for 201 yards. He can he can throw the ball. He just doesn't have a lot of experience. Jonathan Taylor played a he played an okay game. He does 
need to pick it up a little bit. He's not to the expectations that we expect. I mean, going from last season. Going from last season where he, if MVP wasn't really quarterback-based, he yeah. probably would have gotten Yeah. Last, last season he dominated the running yeah. back game. So uh, today he had 76 yards on 16 carries. Uh, behind him was Paris Campbell, 28 yards on one carry. So behind him, the running back core doesn't have a lot besides Naheem Hines, and he is very up and down. But one of the biggest surprises for me this season is watching rookie receiver Alec Pierce. He has dominated almost every game he has played and been targeted. Today he had 65 yards on three receptions. Michael Pittman was behind him with 53 yards on seven receptions. I do believe Michael Pittman is their going to be their first option going forward. Yeah. But Alec Pierce, he's going to be a really good second. Mm-hmm. That brings us over to the Packers and Bills game. Yeah, uh, this is a tough one. I'm a Packers fan, so uh, Bills ended up pulling this one out, 27 to 17. Uh, that moves them to six and one. The Packers go down to three and five. Aaron Rodgers did not have the game I expected him to, but then again, you're playing a, you're playing against a tough Buffalo defense, you know. Yes. Um, but throughout Aaron Rodgers' career, you've both seen him go against yeah. some of the toughest defenses, and he's always put up good numbers. And then um, we don't really have a strong receiving core. Uh, yeah, that's true. That that's, does play a part in it. And, I mean, in order to be a good – it's not just the quarterback. You've got to have an all-around good receiving core. And You can throw good passes yeah. all day long, but you've got to have that receiving core in order there to catch those passes. You can't – I mean, don't get me wrong. We have some. He, he has the running backs to do it. Oh yeah. He just doesn't have experienced receivers. Yeah. I know Randall Cobb was out today. Yep. Alan Lazard was out today. Yes. And I don't know how long Alan Lazard is going to be out for, but that could definitely that. play a role he along could. with Randall Cobb. I don't know how long he's going to be out for. His two most experienced receivers are out, and he has rookie Romeo Dobbs catching the majority of the passes. Yeah. I mean, he threw 203 yards today on two touchdowns and one interception, throwing 19 for 30. Um, Aaron Jones carried the rushing uh, part on his back for sure. He had 143 yards on 20 carries. Um, I'd like I would like to see him get to the end zone a little bit, but he had a few receptions yeah, too. Yeah, he had a few receptions. He did have a few breakaways too. That if he didn't just get tripped up a little bit, he probably would have been gone. Um, AJ Dillon was right behind him on 54. Yeah, 54 yards on 10 carries. And then the receiving gimmick, uh, Romeo Dobbs carried the load, 62 yards on four receptions. And a touchdown. And a touchdown. He had a nice touchdown. He did a little oh, yeah. spin around. It was it was a thing of and, beauty. Uh, Samari Torrey uh, had 37 yards on one reception and a touchdown as well. That was his first touchdown, um, I believe, that he's ever had. It was. It was his first touchdown in the NFL. And that celebration dance he done afterwards was... It was questionable. Very questionable. <laughs> uh, Robert Tunyon was behind him on 35 yards on five receptions. And then that comes us over to the Bills. Josh Allen. He threw for 218 yards on two touchdowns, uh, two interceptions. So he did not have the best game, but he, no. he was going against a Packers secondary that ranks one of the top in the league. Yes. Uh, Packers also had two safeties go out. Yes, uh, one, one safety got ejected and the other yes. one injured his knee. Well, the linebacker got ejected. Yeah, the linebacker got linebacker ejected. Linebacker ejected. And then later on, I think it was in the late fourth quarter, I believe, maybe late third quarter, uh, one one safety went out, and then the next play, the other safety went out. So 
It got a little depleted there towards the end. Yeah. Um, rushing on the Bills' end was Devin Singletary on 67 yards on 14 carries. Um, Isaiah McKenzie had two carries for two yards and had a touchdown on rushing as well. Josh Allen also ran the ball some, six carries for 49 yards. On the receiving end, it was obviously Stephon Diggs carrying the load on 108 yards on six receptions and one touchdown. Um, behind him was James Cook, one reception for 41 yards. And then Gabe Davis, he had a, he got a little chippy there towards he the late of the fourth quarter. Jair Alexander, him and Jair were going at it all game. Jair and Stephon were also they, yeah they were going at it the whole game yeah, from before the game even started in the tunnel. In, they they in were the in tunnel. each other's faces. Yes, so that right there was automatically you should have known something was going to happen this game. Yeah. And towards the end, Gabe Davis did give Alexander a little bit of a. He gave him a push in the back, yeah. for sure. Um, Gabe but Davis uh, went 35 yards on two receptions. Dawson Knox went two receptions on 10 touch or 10 yards on two receptions for a touchdown. So, I mean, all around, Bills had a pretty, I mean. They had a decent game. Josh decent Allen game. didn't play to his potential, but no. he, had a, he had a decent game. Yeah. Um, and then tomorrow night, we do have the Bengals at the Browns. For this game... I think Joe Burrow is going to end up throwing close to 300 yards. The Browns don't have the best secondary outside of, um, what's his name, Denzel Ward. Mm-hmm. Um, they have looked very depleted this year. Uh, well, what game does Deshaun come back from his suspension? Is it this week, or was he suspended eight games? I think it's eight. So he'll be back next week. I think. Um, to double check on that. Yeah, so if Tyrod Taylor is still starting be. Um, against a Cincinnati Bengals secondary, I expect him to throw close to 200 yards, maybe 250. Uh, Joe Burrow with Joe Burrow does have Jamar Chase out, so his main targets are going to end up being Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins. I do expect one of one of those guys to step up as wide receiver one and make a lot of plays. I do think the Bengals end up pulling this game out. I also think the Bengals will pull this game out. Um, like you said, the Browns don't have a really good secondary. They don't have that. It's not strong. They have a good front four. I think they will yes. be able to get to Joe Burrow, but I we, think Joe Burrow is going to separate that secondary yeah, and spread them out like he needs to, and that'll lead them to victory. Yeah, we saw last year when the Bengals played the Titans in the playoff picture, he got sacked 11 times and they still came out on top. I think the Browns, they have a good front four. They'll be able to get to him. But I think he's just a really good quarterback and he can make plays out of it. He's young, so he's he's definitely got some potential. He does. He he will end up being a top quarterback in this league. Um, And if he ever gets an offensive line, he's scared. Oh, yeah. You got a uh, final score prediction? I'm going to say uh, say 30 to 14. 30 to 14. Bengals. I, I think both the defenses aren't the strongest. Um, I think Bengals can give up big plays. Uh, obviously, the Browns have Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Amari Cooper. They're all very good players. They can make some plays. And on the Bengals' end, they have T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, and Joe Mixon who can all make plays. Both their quarterbacks are capable of making plays. Even Tyrod Taylor, he's been been in this league for a long time. He knows what to do. 
Uh, I do. I think it'll be a little bit higher scoring game. I do think the Bengals pull it out about 35-28. I think it'll be a little bit closer than people are expecting, but I think the Bengals get it done. And then that will bring us to the last game of tonight. Uh, it was the San Francisco 49ers against the Rams, and the 49ers pulled this one out in 31-14. to uh, The 49ers go 4-4, four and four, the Rams go 3-4. and four. Jimmy Garoppolo threw 235 yards on two touchdowns, and Christian McCaffrey threw a touchdown pass, 34 yards. And I think that was a really good pickup for the 49ers. It was. That uh, trade has elevated their offense. Um, I think it gives Jimmy G, gives him a lot more options. He doesn't have to be a stationary quarterback anymore. He doesn't have to be a clock manager. He can hand the ball off, dump it off to Christian McCaffrey. He has a reliable um, number one in the backfield, and Christian McCaffrey will go out there and make a play. And I think last week was Christian McCaffrey's first week playing for the 49ers. I think that was just kind of a... Him settling in. Yeah, him settling into the offense, getting used to it all. He was only Mm -hmm. there for, what, two days before he got traded? Three days, something like that? So, I mean, I know he didn't have a really good week last week, but he was there for three days before that game. And And this week showed how much a week can make a difference. Exactly. Um but behind that, Christian McCaffrey was also the rushing leader for 94 yards on 18 carries and one touchdown. Uh, Jeffrey Wilson was behind him on 14 yards for four carries. And then for receiving, it was Brandon Ayuk for 81 yards on six receptions and a touchdown. Christian McCaffrey had eight receptions and 55 yards for a touchdown. George Kittle had 39 yards and three receptions for a touchdown as well. And then for the Rams, Matthew Stafford threw only 187 yards on one touchdown. Um, Ronnie Rivers was the rushing leader over there for 21 yards and 8 carries. And Matthew Stafford uh, carried the ball twice for negative 1 yard and somehow had a touchdown. Uh, Cooper Cup was the receiving leader over there, obviously, for 79 yards and 8 receptions. Behind him was Allen Robinson for 54 yards and 5 receptions. Cooper Cup also did have a receiving touchdown. A scary thing if you're a Rams fan, Cooper Cup did go down with an ankle injury at the end of the fourth quarter. Yes. I don't know what the status is. We probably won't know till a little bit before game time next week. Um, hopefully he's all right. Hopefully he can get back out there. I love seeing him play. It'll definitely be something to look out for. Yes, if, um, if he's out, I don't know. I don't think Allen Robinson's going to step up. I'd not to Cooper Cup's shoes. No. I'd... Cooper Cup carries a big load for that team, he and does. it's going to be a big spot to fill for whoever's going to try and step I don't up think and... they are – I don't feel like they are competitive enough to go back-to-back Super yeah. Bowls. I think they kind of won it and relaxed a little bit. Um, they don't have a, another wide receiver who's proven. Allen Robinson proved himself in – where did he play? Um the Jaguars mm. and but ever since he left the Jags he he hasn't done much no and it's just going to be a tough spot to fill if it is. that injury does affect long term for the rest it of the season because Matthew Stafford his favorite target is Cooper Cobb and who when, when in doubt he throws it to number 10 who who wouldn't yeah, who's he, number one receiver wouldn't be Cooper Cobb oh yeah like that'd be my target yeah, yeah unless you have the likes of Jamar Chase or D Hop or someone D-Hop, like that. Devontae Adams, Justin Jefferson. One of those top receivers, then Cooper Cup is gonna be your number one option. Yeah, I think going forward, 
I think the Rams have it in tough. I think their defense is their defense has some holes, but it's still very good. It's still top half in the league. Um, but going forward, it's going to be pretty rough. But the 49ers, I fully expect to make a playoff run. Oh, yeah. They are going to win quite a few more games this season. And then that will bring us over to the uh, Week 8 stat leaders. Uh, for passing, it's Tua for 382 yards. He threw three touchdowns um, and completed 29 passes on 36 attempts. Zach Wilson was behind him for 355 yards on two touchdowns. He threw three interceptions, though. Um, he completed 20 passes on 41 attempts. Kyler Murray is third for 31 pass, 31 complete, completions on 44 attempts and 326 yards. He threw three touchdown passes and also threw two interceptions. I think it's very impressive that Tua has come back and looked how he's looked. I think oh, they, yeah. I think they've won their past two games with him as starting quarterback. Um, coming back from that head injury, obviously had a concussion. It's redefined the rules a little bit on roughing the passer. But right. he has come back, and he's looked really good. I saw whenever first step in the first time I saw where he was ruled not to play for the rest of his life. Yeah, he it was a um, something that they were going to have to consider yeah. if, if it was bad enough. But luckily, he recovered very quick. Yeah, he recovered extremely quick, and he recovered pretty well. And he's come back out, and he's looked like the quarterback we expected him to be. If I was in the head coach's shoes, making that decision, uh, it's a tough call. I don't I don't know what I would have done. Um, I know the week before that he had a head injury as well, and I think if it was me, I would have pulled him out the rest of that game oh, and yeah. then sat him a week because he would have been he should have been in concussion protocol anyway. Them head injuries get they're, serious. They're quick. scary. I mean, we see Antonio Brown and his CTE. Yeah, we see a lot of players with CTE. And I think from that one hit Antonio Brown got from. Uh, that where you got blindsided yeah, against Bengals. the Bengals. Yes. Yeah, I think I think that has had a long term effect. I think it has too. Brown, for sure. Um, for our rushing leaders of the week, we had Derrick Henry on two hundred nineteen yards on thirty two carries. He had two touchdowns. He he just had an amazing game. Oh, he yeah. did he did Derrick Henry it, things. Derrick Henry. Yep. I mean, um, second was the Jacksonville running back Travis. Etini Jr. 156 yards on 24 carries and a touchdown. That's a, that's surprising to see his name up there. Um, I don't see him as a running back one typically on a lot of teams. Oh no. Uh, and I think Jacksonville has definitely not lived up to standards that they had accumulated in the off season with all their signings. I don't think Trevor Lawrence is panning out quite the way they expected. And you know that. College football is a whole lot different. It is NFL. different. I think I think Trevor Lawrence could be a good player. I think he's not in the right system. No, maybe not at all. He hasn't had that second year breakout that we see a lot of stars do. And I have. think he's still trying to play that college form of football. He's trying to play like he's back at Clemson. Yes, and he's not. He's got it. He's got to get acclimated to the NFL. Mm-hmm. Whether it's Soon or not soon, but I'd, um, I'd like it to see. I'd like I would, to see. Him. I would like to see him succeed. Yeah. Um, if he doesn't live up to it, the second half of the season, 
first half of next season, they might bench him. Yeah, um, that's a that that becomes a touchy subject. Yes. He's drafted first overall. He's a he's supposed to be quarterback of the future. So we will see. Um, third in rushing leader of the week was Aaron Jones, 143 yards on 20 carries. He didn't end up having a touchdown. Kind of surprising. Um, we did a video on that game. We were watching and. He didn't get a lot of touches when they got down the red zone. He was just running the ball upfield. So, but he, he had a good game nonetheless. Uh, for receiving, Tyreek Hill was the number one leader for 188 yards on 12 receptions. Uh, he had zero touchdowns this week. Um, DeAndre Hopkins was behind him on 159 yards and 12 receptions as well, but he also had a re- uh, receiving touchdown. Well, um, Jalen Waddell ended up having two receiving touchdowns. Tyreek Hill set him That's up. That's right, yep. Um, and then A.J. Brown was third on that list for six receptions on 156 yards. Yeah, that is insane. A.J. Brown, like we said earlier, he's... Three touchdowns on the day. He's changed the Eagles' offense a lot. Yes. He's made a big impact. Uh, next, we are going to look at the Week 9 schedule. We're going to make some predictions on who we think is going to win the game and... Just give a little bit of an overview. First up, Thursday night football, 7-15. We have the Eagles at the Texans. How do you think this one plays out? I think everyone knows. I think everybody it's knows gonna be the Eagles. what's going to happen. It's going to be the Eagles, and if it's not, it's going to be a surprise. That is going to be one hell of an upset. <laughs> a uh, big the, upset. The Eagles are going to improve to 8-0, while the Texans dropped to 1-6. They're just tanking to get a number one quarterback in this draft. And then uh, 12 p.m. Central Standard Time on Sunday, we have the Chargers at the Falcons. Um, I think this is going to be a better game than what people expect. Yes. I I like the Chargers personally. I think their defense is very good. I think their offense can be very good. Coming off of a bye week. They are coming off of a bye week. I think um, Austin Eckler, he's going to be set to go. He's going to be ready to run. Austin Eckler is... Does their... Does Keenan Allen come back this week? Uh, I don't know. If Keenan Allen comes back this week, I have the Chargers. Give me one second. Um, no. He does not. He is not going to be He has been ruled out Sunday against the Texans. According to CBS Sports... Uh, he is not going to play Sunday against the Texans for the hamstring injury. Well, whenever he returns, I think their offense takes a step up. Um, I think Justin Herbert's having a hard time. Not a hard time with his receivers right now. as He's still getting the ball to him. I think Keenan Allen's going to make a big Keenan impact. Keenan Allen is back, just though. going to make that much more of an impact. Oh, yeah, and I think in this game I'm going to take the Chargers as well. I think I'm still going to take the Chargers. Um, well... For the Eagles game, what do you think final score is going to be? For the Eagles game, I'm going to say... I think that defense holds them to under 10. Uh, I don't know. It's a tough one. I'm going to say at least 28-0. You're going to say a shutout. Yeah, 28-0. say a shutout. I, I was, I'm thinking more 35-10. to 10. I'm saying 28-0 shutout, Eagles, All right. for sure. And the Chargers game, I'm going to say... We're actually going to write these predictions down. We're going to see how close we come next week on the podcast. Uh, so, And we will let you guys know um, 
somehow, I'll say this, somehow we get all of these right to one of our listeners, we'll do a giveaway. Okay. I'm down for that. And you guys want to um, participate as well? Or how about this? We'll do this. If you guys want to participate, uh, we are going to link our email in the description. Send us an email with your predictions, who's going to win, score. You you get every winning game right, you will, we'll do a giveaway. All right. Uh, what was your score for the Eagles and Texans game? I have 35-10. 35-10? Yes. I've got 28-0. All right, and Chargers. I think I think it's going to be a close game. I've got the Chargers going. I've got them beating the Falcons 21-17. I had the Chargers winning 21-14. Uh, next up, we have Dolphins at Bears. This shouldn't be a contest, but the Bears have been playing better recently. They have. They have. They have, um, I think the Dolphins with Tua back, they've looked extremely good. They're on a little hot streak right now. They obviously had Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle. Yeah. If we see Jalen Waddle play like he did today, he that's he's a monster. Yes. If we see that the rest of this second half of this season, it's going to be a game changer. Dolphins are going to they're going to make a run in the playoffs. Oh yeah. Um, I'm I, taking the Dolphins in this. I, one. Yeah, I still got the Dolphins in this one. I'm gonna say twenty-one-seven. 21-7. I think it's going to be... I'm going to go 24... Uh, 24-13. And this next time we've got the Panthers at the Bengals. The Panthers have been playing pretty good since they've traded Christian McCaffrey. They played good today. Yes, they did. Um, uh, I think it's going to be a closer game than what people expect. They, the Bengals don't have Jamar Chase. He's out. Six to eight weeks. Yeah, I think Joe Burrow's going to step up. I do think he'll step up. I think the Bengals still get it done. I think it is going to be close. I've got I've got a little bit of a shootout going 28-25. 28-25? I'm going to say final score is going to be 35-21. What was yours? 28-25. All right. Ah, the next game, we got the Packers at the Lions. Um, the Lions, they are very up and down. They started first four weeks of the season, number one offense in the NFL, I think since they've dropped to like 11th or 12th. Yep. It's been kind of ridiculous how much they've fell off. I know Amon Ross St. Brown was out for a little bit. Um, DeAndre Swift was out for a little bit, which obviously affected that. They still have T.J. Hawkinson. I know he had that one monster game when they yeah. were both out. Yes, he had one hell of a game. I think it was in the third week? It was two weeks ago. Was it? Yeah. Um, they they just the haven't. They, they keep it competitive. They just don't have the quarterback. They don't have the quarterback. Mm-hmm. They had the quarterback, and they had a little bit better defense. They, they would easily be at 500. I'm a Packers fan. And I think Aaron Rodgers is going to step up after this week. They see the line. They see they're coming in to play the Lions, and I think they're going to beat the Lions and carry that over to Week Ten against the Cowboys. Um, but I'm going to say the Packers going to win. I don't think that's going to happen. I'm going to say Packers going to win this one, 24-14. You got them winning 24-14. Yep. If Alan Lazard's still out. 
I don't know how that's going to go. If Randall Cobb's still out, their receiving's probably going to look about like what it did today. Um, I'm, I think I'm still going to take the Packers. 20 to 17. And then after that, we've got the Raiders at Jaguars. <sighs> There's no telling on how this game is going to go. <laughs> Uh, the Raiders are—they are supposed to be good. Supposed. They are to supposed good. to be good. After seeing what Devontae Adams done this week, it, and it's not all his fault. No, it's not his fault. No. Derek Carr played awful. I think Devontae Adams is going to step up and take that leader role position. I think he's fine. I think he's going to put his foot down and say, "We win now, or yes. trade me." Yes. And I think he's going to step up in that leader role position and tell everyone, "Look." This isn't how I want my season to go. This isn't how. This is way too good of a team yeah. to be two and five. Exactly. Um, I'm taking the Ra- the Raiders in this one. I'm gonna say twenty one seventeen. Oh, I think they put a, a better offensive performance. I think they end up scoring thirty. I think I've got them about thirty to thirteen. Um. Next up, we got the Colts at the Patriots. This game could go either way. Honestly, I don't I don't know who the starting quarterback is going to be for either team. Um, and Jonathan Taylor obviously hasn't lived up to his standards. The Patriots receivers have looked better. Their running backs have looked better. Um, I think I do think Bailey Zappi gives them the better chance to win the game. But will Bailey Zappi play? I don't know. I think I do. They started Mac Jones this week. I feel like they're going to start Mac Jones again. If he gets off to a slow start, I fully expect him to put him in, though. Oh, yeah. And, um, and I think if that does happen, and Bailey Zeppi does play good, I think he will start in yeah, week 10. because that's been, uh, that'll have been the second time Mac Jones started off slow and they put in Bailey Zappi. Yep. And Bailey Zappi started three games when Mac Jones was out. Mm-hmm. He's, he's played pretty good. Um, I think this game... I'm going to take the Colts. I think I am going to take the Colts. Uh, I think it's still going to be a close game, probably 24-21. And I'm taking the Patriots. Um, I think the score is going to be 17-14. After that game, we have Bills at Jets. This is going to be a slaughter. The Bills are going to slaughter the Jets. Uh, The Jets have looked good, don't get me wrong. But the Bills are Bills easy. are playing one hell. Of the Bills game of are easily right the number one team in the NFL. Oh yes, easy. I don't care if the Eagles are seven zero or not. Uh, I Bills, think the Bills are, match up against the Eagles. The Bills, Josh Allen is the better quarterback. They have the better playmakers. Easily, and I think I'm gonna take the Bills in this one, and I think it's gonna be thirty five seventeen. I don't. I don't even have the Jets scoring that much. I think. I think I'm going to take the Bills 35-7. I think the Bills, they go to New York. They know they need to win this game. It's an AFC battle. The Jets have looked good. The Bills know this game is going to place them higher in the seating. And next up we have uh, Vikings at Washington. I think the Vikings are on back. I'll take this one. Kirk Cousins is playing really good football right now. Justin Jefferson's playing. Um, so... Um, for me, I, 
I have this game as an upset. I've got the upset. I have the Commanders winning it. Uh, I think Taylor Heineke is more, cap more than capable of winning this game. Uh, while Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson have played good, they are in hostile territory, and the Commanders, they're heating up. They're on a little hot streak right now. They've won the past two weeks. They beat Green Bay last week. They beat the Colts today. Um, I say they, they host Minnesota, and they end up getting it done on a last-minute field goal, 24-27. I think the Commanders get it done. Um, I'm going to say Vikings are going to win this one. I think it's going to be a 21-7 game. Um, next up we have the Seahawks at the Cardinals. The Cardinals have been one of the most disappointing teams in the league for me. The Cardinals have every offensive weapon they need, and they are sitting at 3-5. DeAndre Hopkins was out until week six, though. He was, but look at the numbers he put up today, and they still lost. Yeah. Uh, I think Kyler Murray's head is not in football at the moment. I think that is a big reason as to why they haven't been winning as many games. I think he, he needs to step up as a leader, put make his priorities straight, and go out there and win some games because they have the team. I had them win the Super Bowl last year. I think they have the team to challenge the Bills. Um, but they, they're just not playing like it. I think... I think the Seahawks going to get it done. Um, I'm not like I said on the other end. The, the Seahawks. Geno Smith's been playing great. Geno Smith has been playing really they, good football. They right still now. have DK Metcalf. They have Tyler Lockett. Both very capable receivers. Um, and if the Cardinals don't show up to play, I think the Seahawks roll them. I think the Seahawks end up taking a 28-14. Um. I'm going to say Seahawks are going to take this one. But I think it's going to be a really close game. I'm going to say 24-21. Um, next up, we have the Rams at the Bucks. This is probably the most difficult game of the week for me. Um, both teams are coming off. They're on losing streaks. I've, I don't even know who to play. I'm going to give this game to the Bucks simply because they're at home. I think Tom Brady's tired of losing. I think he's going to step up and have himself a week, and definitely if Cooper Cup is out. Cooper Cup ends up being out. I think the Bucks do take this one. I think Mike Evans is going to have a good game. Chris Godwin's going to have a good game. Leonard Fournette's going to have a good game, and Tom Brady's going to lead them. They get it done 30-21. Um, to 21. I'm going to say the Rams are going to get this one. Um, I'm hoping Cooper Cup plays. I don't know how serious the ankle injury is going to be, and I hope it's not a major injury to hold in the rest of the season or any of the season. I like Cooper Cup as a player. He plays really good football. Um, I'm going to say the Rams are going to win this one. I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be 21-24. I don't think Tom Brady loses four in a row. I don't know. He might, though. You never know. That divorce that he just finalized might be getting to his head, though. It might be. Uh... I think he goes in there and handles business. Uh, I think now that it's finally out of the way, he can focus back towards football if he wants to. I understand. I understand where you're coming from on that, but I still yeah. think that thought of that divorce being final is yeah. going to fuck with him. Um, the late night game on Sunday is the Titans at the Chiefs. 
while the Titans have been playing well, and they have Derrick Henry, but it is Derrick Henry who has to carry that load. And I don't believe Ryan Tannehill is going to be back for this week. I think they're still going to have Malik Willis starting. Chiefs get it done at home. Chiefs are going to end up winning that game 27-14. Or 27-13. I'm going to say uh, Chiefs are also going to win this. I don't think Derrick Henry is can carry this Titans team against the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Chiefs are so talented. I mean, they got Edwards Hilaire. They got... Patrick Mahomes, um, McCole Hardman, Juju, like, they're there. And Travis Kelsey has had Travis, one hell of a season. Yes, Travis Kelsey is playing one hell of football right now. And I don't think Derrick Henry can carry that Titans team on his back the whole entire game against the Chiefs. I'm going to say the Chiefs are going to win this one 24-7. And for our Monday night game. We have Ravens at Saints. Saints just came off an impressive win. Alvin Kamara stepped up big time. He did. Um, I don't. It's going to be a close game. But I think think Justin Tucker and the Ravens get it done on a last-minute field goal. I think we're going to have a close game Monday night. And I think the Ravens get it done 2017. I think the Ravens, you said 2017? Yes. I think the Ravens are also going to win this one. Um, but I'm going to say it's a little bit further than yours. I'm going to say 21-14. Um, I think Lamar Jackson's going to step up and take this game in his own hands and separate the Saints where they need to go defense-wise. But I really think the Ravens are going to pick up that win in 21-14. Um, our fantasy leaders for the week. For this week right eight. here is our favorite. Oh, yay. We both suck at fantasy. Any suggestions? Yeah. Go over to our TikTok, uh, the Nightly BS, or go to our YouTube. Uh, these We recorded two videos today uh, live. It was going to be Cowboys and um, Bears. Bears, and then Packers and Bills. Uh, we'll be uploading those tomorrow. Go over there, uh, watch those videos. Check it out. And y'all got any suggestions for fantasy? Let us know because we can yeah. use anything right now. Yeah. Um, QB Tua Tagovailoa led the way, twenty nine point one eight points. He he just he played an all around good game. Jalen Hurts was in second with twenty eight point four. Kyler Murray in third, twenty six point six. Dak Prescott second game back, twenty six point four, and Justin Fields with twenty six. Uh, for running backs, we've got Derrick Henry at first for 34.8 points. No surprise. Um, Alvin Kamara got 33.8 points, and he had one hell of a game. Tony Pollard, he stepped up big time to fill Ezekiel Elliott's shoes. He had 32.7 points. Um, Chris McCaffrey had 32.3 points on his second week with the 49ers. And um, Dante Foreman, 31.8 points. All of these um, fantasy stats are by FantasyPros.com. Um, they may be a little bit different than your fantasy league, depending on how you have your settings. But it depends. It really depends on the league, I guess. Yeah, this is just like, based off them. This is just website FantasyPros.com. Um, 
it, I guess it really depends on who you go to for fantasy because I know yeah. there's different fantasy apps. And, and you can set them different set, ways. Yeah, you can set different scores. So it's not really 100% accurate to what yours yeah. might show. Uh, for wide receiving, A.J. Brown led the way by a long shot. 33.6 points. Jalen Waddle came in second with 22.6. DeAndre Hopkins had a nice game, 21.9. DJ Moore at 21.5, and Tyreek Hill, 19.5. That's crazy that you see two Dolphins receivers in the top five. Yes. Taking that just means right there that they're getting their shit done. Yes. Uh, for tight ends, you have Tyler Conklin. He's inconsistent. He's very inconsistent. Um, he had 19.9 points today. Um, Kyle Pitts had 14. Kyle Pitts, also very inconsistent. Yes. If you If you want... A tight end, and you don't have Mark Andrews or Travis Kelsey or George Kittle on your team. Um, I feel like some good pickups are going to be. I feel like Tyler Conklin is a decent pickup. Um, you can't expect him to drop nineteen points a game though. No, not every week. Because like, I think T.J. Hawkinson is a good pickup. He has his boomer bust games. I think Dalton Schultz will be end up being the most can one of the most consistent tight ends with Dak back. I don't Dalton, know why. Dalton Schultz is his safety blanket. And fantasy tight ends are always inconsistent. They are. You never find a tight end that's consistent. They, they either block or they or they're receiving yes. that game. It's just it's um, it depends on how the offense is running that game. You can't just go oh okay, Todd yeah. Conklin dropped nineteen points this week. Next week he's gonna drop nineteen again. Anything could change on how that offense is going to operate that um, game. But if you are looking for a tight end pickup for next week, Dalton Schultz is on a bye. He would be my number one to pick up, honestly. Um, I would pick up Mike Jasicki if if he's free. He might not be free if he's not free. Um, and I would pick up the Cincinnati tight end. He has been playing really good the past few weeks, and Jamar chases out. Expect him to get more touches. You know, Robert Tanyan for the Packers today, he had quite a few touches. Um, he he had he got his yards in a small amount though. Mm-hmm. But he he got he got it done. He did. Um, kickers, all your kickers are pretty consistent. Nick Folk led the way with. 21 points. Man, they I've kicked never a seen lot a, that game. Never seen a kicker get 21 points. Oh, it's very rare. Um, t- kicker's are probably the most consistent people outside of quarterbacks. Oh, yeah. I mean... Uh, the Atlanta kicker, Young Ho Koo, had 14. Jason Myers of Seattle had 11. Chase McLaughlin of Indianapolis had 11. Michael Bagley had 10. Uh, I know personally, my kicker is Tyler Bass. I picked him because the Bills are going to put up points every week. Oh, yeah. He's going to get his kicks. And even if they're not hitting the end zone every time, he has a leg. Yeah. That will lead us over to um, our playoff pick- uh, playoff predictions. Oh, yeah, defense. Uh, number one, Saints with 16 points. Eagles are number two with 14 points. Uh, Seahawks are three. With 13 points, the Cowboys are 11 with, or the Cowboys have 11 points at number four, and number five is the Vikings with 10 points. 
All right, on to the playoff picture as it is and our playoff prediction. As of right now, for the AFC, Bills are number one, Titans are number two, Chiefs are number three, Ravens are number four, Jets are number five, Dolphins are number six, Chargers are number seven. What do, what do you think is going to play out in the AFC? Who, I think, who do you think stays? Who do you think goes? I think the Bengals are going to move up. I, I do think the Bengals will move up. I think the Chargers are going to drop. Well, no. I don't know. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you what I think. I think the Bills stay number one. Yeah. I think Chiefs end up taking number two. I, I think the Ravens or the Dolphins end up taking number three. And then... The other one will be number four. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do think the Chargers will move up to five, and the Bengals will come in at sixth. And then the seventh spot I have, I honestly don't know. Uh, I have it either going to, I want to say the Raiders, if they step it up. If they don't, I could see the Patriots making it in at the seven. I could see that. And then coming in the NFC, uh, you got the Eagles at number one, Vikings at number two, Seahawks at three, Falcons at four, Cowboys at five, Giants at six, 49ers at seven. And then uh, eighth spot, you got Washington. I'd like to see the Packers get in there, obviously. I'm a Packers fan. Um, I'd like to see them get in there. I I don't think it's going to happen. If if they step it up. Keyword if, mm-hmm. which I, it's possible. It is, and um, I think Aaron Rodgers, because I did see something where someone uh, asked him if there's still a chance, and he said, "Well, yeah, there's still a chance." So uh, I, I think he's gonna step up a little bit. I do think this ends up being his last year in the NFL. Oh yeah, and I also think with them playing the Lions Week Nine, I think that'll be a win, and then coming to the Cowboys, I think that'll be a win as well. Mm-hmm. See, I think the Cowboys' defense is going to be too good for the Packers to get by. I don't know, but I see Packers coming in at number seven. See the final prediction seven. for the playoff, and I think Eagles will stay number one. Um, Vikings will stay number two. I think the Falcons will move up to three, and Seattle will go down to five, and Cowboys will move up to four. And yeah. then um, Giants will. Yeah, Giants will stay at six. 49ers will drop. I have... I'm going to end up taking the Eagles number one. I do think the next time the Eagles play the Cowboys, they lose at Dallas. But I think they still end up taking number one. I think the Cowboys might drop another game. I know how they are. They'll end up dropping another game. The Eagles will take number one. Um, two, I have the Vikings out of the NFC West. I have the 49ers moving up to number three, taking Seattle spot, um, out of the NFC South for number four. I, I think the Bucks pick it up. I think they show us what they're made of and they knock the Falcons out. That puts me with the Cowboys at five. The the Giants at six, staying. 
I think the Cowboys and Giants will end up staying in their respective spots. And at seven, I want to say the Rams. But the way they've been playing, I don't know. And I feel like if any team out that's on the bubble is going to step it up, it's going to be the Bucks because of Tom Brady. So I'm going to say either the Bucks or the Cardinals at seven. Which sucks, because if the Cardinals get in and the Cowboys ended up having to play them, we lose automatically. <laughs> Don't even matter. But um, um, that's our playoff predictions. We have come to the end of our first podcast. Um, give it a like, share it, please, any support you can do. Go check out our YouTube. Go check out our TikTok. We're, it's we're, all um, the nightly BS. Yes, it's all the nightly BS. We are going to... Stay very consistent. Keep trying to grow our community. And this is for you guys. You guys want to hear us talk about things? Leave some comments. We will talk about anything. Yeah, you can email us. We'll link email that down us. below. We'll uh, see it. We both have access to email. Uh, comment on a TikTok. If, when we post, we have, we have nothing posted yet on TikTok. But when we do, comment something. Yeah. Uh, YouTube, we'll have two videos posted tomorrow. Comment what you want to see. Yeah, I mean, if you want to see us play more video games, have some more funny moments, we'll get it done. You want to see us go on trips, do some stupid stuff, we'll, we'll get it done. Don't worry. Um, this is for y'all. Whatever's going to entertain you guys. But with that being said, we are, have come to the close of episode one. Peace. We will see y'all next week. Peace.